I'm WSB's Mark Aram. Depend on the WSB Breaking News Center for immediate, immediate breaking news, severe weather alerts, or a traffic red alert whenever and wherever they strike. Immediately accurate WSB. Depend on it. Hi, this is Kevin Neal, and you're listening to the Mark Aram Show. Boy, that is Jewish. No, I want this town to be near you. No. Back to the show and a good Thursday Eve to you. Mark Aram here, you there. It's 1108, 8 after 11. This is the Mark Aram Show, heard Monday through Friday, 10 to midnight on News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. Everybody on board, low T Chuck screening the calls. Longoria on the other side of the takeout window. What are you wearing there, Longoria? What shirt is that? What does it say? Daddy since 2013. Really? Yeah. <laughs> My wife got it for me on, on Father's Day. <laughs> Fantastic. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. I don't know why I'm so... Uh, it looks like a baseball shirt. It's kind of like in the baseball I see print. That. I see that. I see that. It looked like a, it's like Dodger blue. So I was I couldn't yeah. really see over the takeout window. I want to see if it was a Dodger shirt. But it's a daddy you shirt. You can take it, you know. However you I don't know why I care so much about your wardrobe. I know. I don't understand why. This last month, or I know. you've kind of been fixated on I it. have been fixated. <laughs> All right. We are discussing the dying arts... That are uh, spelling and cursive writing. The spelling bee was tonight. We had co-champions. Congrats to them. But uh, I, I see moving forward in this century, the uh, importance of spelling will be lessened and lessened simply because of the digital age we live in. As long as you get it close to the word, the computer is going to take over and say, oh, you meant... Um, Right. Perceived. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> right. Whatever. Right. There's some word. I still can't spell some words. Oh, yeah, I can't like, You hate, like, when something's not on spell check, like, it doesn't automatically do it, and I'm right, and I'm like, oh, it's not fixing my, and I know yeah, it's wrong, exactly. but I'm like, it's not that, <laughs> now I don't know, I don't want to send that email out, because I know it's, wrong. know it's wrong, like, then I have to, like, yeah. spend extra time. Uh, so we're just discussing the dying art of cursive and spelling, and there are some people out there that apparently still use cursive. I thought of one job, and one job only, where, well, actually two, one, someone on Twitter thought of one, and I thought of one, uh, one myself. So this guy on Twitter said, uh, tattoo artists need to know how to write cursive. Oh, yeah. Obviously. And how yeah. to spell. That, that's more important is how to spell than write cursive. But here's the only job I can think of that where cursive writing is a necessity in 2015. Cake decorator. Oh, yeah. You ever go to so. a Publix and, and say, oh, I need a birthday cake for Jennifer Griffey's, and then they'll spell it out with the little squeeze thing. J in cursive, J. Right, right, right. And, and that's the only job I can think of where you need to know how to write cursive. And that's not even really writing. No, it's well, you know what I mean. Like, it's icing like, writing. Yeah, like it's just, it's not, you know, like you could be very good at that, but then give somebody a pencil and they might. They have uh, to hold the pencil like the squeeze thing. With I want, both hands. I, you know what? I want, I want to see a, a handwritten sample from Melanie. Because she does cakes. Yeah, Melanie, our cake lady. Yeah, I want to see a handwritten sample to see if her cursive is as nice as her cake. Because we already know her cakes is are delicious. amazing. And she can only write cursive with the icing That's thing, what I'm saying. So would squeezer. she have to hold the pencil like Exactly, <laughs> like with two that. hands. <laughs> Try to yes, indeed. All right, let's get some calls. 404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB-TALK. Tony's in Mayretta. Tony, welcome to the show. Mark and crew. 
Oh, an honor, a pleasure as always. How are you, B? What a what a hoot! He's probably right. Her cursive in a pencil or a pen probably looks like crap as opposed to her uh, cakes. She she writes in icing. She, when she cashes a check, she signs it in icing. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, what a hoot! Listen, uh, back to the way the topic ever came up with the spelling bee. I think you're spot on with. Uh, you know, uh, spelling correctly, being a dead art. Because, you know, I don't do social media, but my understanding is that Twitter, you get only so many characters. 140 characters. Yeah, so you have to do all these abbreviations and everything. And, you know, the same thing, I guess, with texting and so forth. So, I mean, there is no need for people to be able to spell correctly. And like you said about uh, computers, yeah, you got automatic spell check. Now, relative to cursive, you know, thankfully, I uh, went to uh, Roman Catholic uh, grammar school in Chicago, mm-hmm. and uh, I had nuns that uh, beat the crap out of me. Yeah, they would there. smack the crap out of your hands if you didn't learn uh, how to. Yeah, yeah, trust me. I have excellent uh, cursive uh, handwriting still to this day. I'm very fortunate that I've got uh, a father who's an architect and I'm an architect, so I've got both the uh, block writing down as well as the cursive. And I use the cursive every single day because I write my wife, uh, before I go to bed, a love letter every day in cursive and put it up in front of the microwave. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Yes, indeed. Either you're lying or you've got a guilty conscience. Every night you write your wife a love letter? Yep, every night. Give, give me an example. Of, you don't have to go verbatim, but what's the last one you wrote to her? What did it say? Um, it said, uh, things that I never grow tired of. And it was two days in a row. It was two days ago, it was part one, and then uh, last night it was uh, part D-E-U-X. And, you know, I, I just, that's how I write. And my father writes in cursive, uh, you know, better than my mom, but she's, you know, slipping a little bit, being up there in their 80s. She still sends us letters handwritten. And when I send her a card, it's always in cursive or a letter or what have you. And the guys at work... They cannot stand me because uh, where I work at the big K, if we have to make what we know, what we call a uh, big ugly sign, it's in fancy cursive letters and all this sort of stuff. And they're like, dude, I don't know how you do that. And when I write them like uh, a to-do list, it's in big black letters. They're like, you're making my eyes. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Tony, you're in your 60s. How old are you? Um, I will be 60 in October. All right. So that's. I think that's the... My generation, I think, is the first generation that started bailing on cursive. So I'm 41 years old. I think if you're older than me, you still use it on a regular basis. If you're younger than me, you don't use it at all, unless you're a tattoo artist or a cake lady. Andrew's in Lawrenceville. Andrew, ooh, there you go. I'll hit the right button. How are you, buddy? Doing good. How about you? Excellent. What's on your mind? So going back to the thing about making signatures on the digital signature pads. Mm-hmm. Um, I, for the better part of a decade, I have not, uh, I, I draw a line through it or just draw a squiggly on it. So if I've been doing that for 10 years and haven't got, had any issues with it, we should be, should be fine to, you know, kind of draw whatever we want to on there. So it really doesn't matter. No, I, I'm going to start really drawing weird that. stuff. Now. Yeah, I totally am. You know, and honestly, it's for, for, for my peace of mind, you know, I don't want my digital signature kind of. Out, out there, there. In yeah. Well, I just put mine out on Twitter, so I'm screwed. <laughs> <laughs> I just put it out on Twitter. Uh, but I always assume, and this is me just being a dumb consumer, I guess, that when it's like signature accepted or signature verified, I'm like, oh, all right, there. You know, no one can use my credit. You thought card. it was going through like a database? Yeah, exactly. See like, now how many times you've done that? Like comparing <laughs> my signature to past signatures. 
Well, I, I'm just an idiot, I guess. Yeah. It, ignorance is bliss, Andrew. That's the key yeah. point here of the show. Ignorance is bliss. Uh, speaking of yeah. blissful yeah. ignorance, Taylor's in Bethlehem. Taylor, welcome to the program. You are incorrect on your guesses, by the way, on our uh, on, on Facebook. Yeah. Well, no, uh, you were just wrong. You didn't get all three right. I'll say okay. that. Yeah, she got some of them right. I think I know. I think I know Chuck's just because I remember the Christmas card. Because it's very feminine. Little little heart over his uh, <laughs> his eyes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's rich. Um, actually, no, I do use cursive still. That is my preferred method of writing because it's faster. Why? Uh, with all the note-taking that I... Oh, yeah, yeah, note-taking, I guess. So, um, and also, too, for the GRE, there's a little phrase that you have to copy in cursive before you're allowed to go in and take it. What? Say that again? For the GRE? Yeah. You have to write this little blurb. In cursive. In cursive before you can go in and take the exam. R- that's That's racist. <laughs> <laughs> that's racist. I don't know what it is. Not racist. I don't know what it is. So you have to... Write cursive for the GRE? You have to, well, not for like the, all the tests are, are electronic now, but yeah, when I went in to go take the GRE last year, I had to copy this little statement saying, you know, I will follow the rules and not cheat, and I actually had to write all of that out in cursive. It says, what? In bold letters, write this in cursive. I don't, I, that's gonna, that can't be. It's true. I cannot <laughs> lie to you. In fact, actually, I was actually talking to um, the pre K teachers the other day for Victor. Mm hmm. Um, and they said that some of the schools are actually bringing it back. Really? I don't see. That's a waste. If I I don't have kids yet, but when I do, I, listen. If I want my kid to learn cursive, I'll teach him how to do cursive. Obviously, you don't know how. So how are you going to teach him? <laughs> Someone will teach <laughs> my kid how to do cursive. Like third grade. <laughs> I yeah, teacher at school. <laughs> I, I honestly, I couldn't. I couldn't write a Q or a Z right now. If you if you put a gun to my head, I wouldn't know what it is. Line two. I need a name there, Chucky. Uh, John. John in Hampton, my man. How are you, sir? I'm pretty good. How you doing? Excellent. Good to hear from you. Let me let me tell you something. I have been writing cursive since I was in the third grade, mm-hmm. and I do it every single blessed day. To me, write, writing uh, printing that's a taboo. What what kind of writing are you doing every day that you uh, use cursive? Uh, notes to myself. Um. I could be at work. My wife has given me a grocery list. I'm writing notes to employees. Uh, it don't matter. Every every it, all my writing is in cursive. Okay. Everything. But I think I think you're the last generation that's going to do that, my friend. Yes. Well, you know, I'm 54 years of age, and I started learning cursive when I was in Catholic school in New York. Oh yeah. And, and you could not turn no paperwork in. Print. It had it had to be in cursor, and then we were using felt pens. I heard a gentleman earlier mention that mm-hmm. we were using felt pens too. Apparently, um, getting word from my grade school compadres, not Ashley Frasca, um, in fourth grade, you weren't allowed to graduate to using a pen from a pencil until your penmanship was great. And apparently, I don't remember this at all. But I never got my pen in fourth grade. Like my handwriting was so bad, <laughs> they just kept you. They just pencil. kept me on a pencil. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, what are you going to do? John, always a pleasure, my friend. Same here. You take care. You too, buddy. Uh, speaking of cakes, Melanie, our favorite cake lady in the world, joins us on the show. Melanie, uh, cursive necessity in your business, I would imagine. Well, it is, but I am not good at it. So, I don't know if you remember Longoria's birthday cake, but it was print. And that's, that's right. Not pretty, but that's what I do. But I luckily, I have a wonderful decorator 
who writes beautifully in cursive on cakes, and so we let her do all the writing. But I think on most wedding, there's not, you know, you're not writing on wedding cakes, though, right? I mean, that's... No, and that's mostly what we do. We don't do a lot of birthday cakes, so... Like a public sheet birthday cake. That's where you're going to write, you know... Oh, yeah. Happy birthday, low T, in cursive. Yes, for sure. You will use not the squeezy bag, but the piping bag. <laughs> the piping bag. It's a bag of something. Yes. With You take, you know, two. it's a two-hand bag. Well, yeah, sort of like that. Yeah, yeah. you got to use two hands on the bag. That's right. Indeed. Nice and steady. Yeah. So you have a special cursive lady. I do. What do you yeah. put? What's 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 that pay? You know, you called it. What's her name? She's a cake decorator. What's her name though? Oh, her name's Brittany. All right, so you call Brittany up. You're like, Brittany, I need you to write something on a cake. What do you? What is she charging you for cursive cake writing? Well, she she makes her regular wage. She she does other things in writing. You know, stuff. So there's no flat fee or per letter or something? No. Like a buck a letter? No. She's not on call, just waiting <laughs> yeah, for you to exactly. say, <laughs> no. I need you to write something in cursive. Get down here. We got a really long name. Yeah, no, she's not like a calligrapher or something that tries okay. to a letter. However, when I was getting married, I did sign up and take a calligraphy class so that I could do that for my wedding invitations. And did you? I absolutely did, and it was beautiful. I can't remember. We yeah, we hired someone to do our our calligraphy yeah. on our our wedding invitations. Yeah, I should have gone the Costanza route, pick the cheapest uh, invitations. No, you might be dead now. That well, I just tell my wife not to lick them all. <laughs> You'd be licking them. That no, Longoria'd be licking them. By the way, Chuck, we need to talk about a wedding cake. Chuck, yeah, wedding cake. Melanie's got you hooked up, oh, buddy. Yeah. Same offer applies that Mark got. He put his he put his thumbs up. He likes that idea. <laughs> all right, Mel, I got to run, buddy. Take it easy. See ya. Uh, Marty, Brad, and Karen, hang tight. You're next. 404-872-0750. Throwback Thursday. Earth, wind, and fire. This is The Mark Aram Show. Mark Aram on 95.5 and AM 750. WSB. 1125, 68 degrees on Peachtree. News, weather, and traffic straight ahead. More of your calls right now, including Marty in Cartersville. Marty, welcome to the program. Hi, it's nice to talk to you. My pleasure. You know, we're talking about cursive, and I've always written in cursive. Um, I did go to parochial schools in Savannah, and it seems to be a theme that anybody that went to Catholic schools learned cursive. Yeah, absolutely. But my, even my kids, um, my son's 35, my daughter's 33, they both write in cursive because they went to parochial schools. Uh, my youngest niece is uh, in medical school now. She's 24, and she writes in cursive. So it, kids that come through Catholic schools are still learning cursive. That's, that's heartwarming. I just don't think it's going to be a necessity much longer. Oh, I don't think it's a necessity. In fact, when I, I taught school for 30 years, and... In high school, I had to go back and learn to print because my students couldn't read um, cursive. That that I believe. I absolutely believe that. But again, like I go, I collect a lot of. I'm a weird dude. I collect a lot of old documents, and like I I, I look at the handwriting in the 1800s, and I who I you know I know how to write cursive. I know how to read cursive. I struggle to read the handwriting back in the day. Well, it was a lot more flamboyant. Exactly. You know, more artistic. Exactly. Than, than what, and plus using the, they probably were using quills at that time. Exactly so right, yeah. I think you get a different look with that kind of a pen. I know when we were, I'm left-handed, which is not easy with pens, but 
we had to write with fountain pens. I know one of your other callers was saying they had to learn he wrote with a fountain pen. Well, we had we weren't allowed to use and use a ballpoint pen, and those things were not meant for left-handed people. <laughs> no, because you get you get ink on your hand when you continue to write. I totally agree. Uh, Karen's up on the Mark Aram Show. Hello, Karen. Hey, how are you doing? Excellent. How are you? I am doing great. You know what? I think we're missing a facet of the whole discussion here. Okay. And that deals with how people learn. And certain people learn verbally, and certain people learn by reading. Mm-hmm. And another mechanism for learning is by writing. And so if we eliminate learning cursive, we are taking away a tool for our children to be able to learn with. That's an interesting theory. I I think that kids that are learning today, they have so much other stuff to learn and and so many other outlets that I just don't think cursive is, is needed as it might have been. 20, 30, 40, 60 years ago. News, weather, traffic, your calls, and Johnny Kilbasa next. 404-872-0750. This is The Mark Aram Show. I'm WSB's Herman Kane, and depend on this. Whenever and wherever there's breaking news, severe weather alert, or a traffic red alert, the WSB 24-hour breaking news center will tell you about it. News 95.5 and AM 750. WSB, depend on it. This is The Mark Aram Show. You're going to feel it in the morning. Welcome back to the show, 1035, 25 in front of midnight. Mark Aram with my pals, Low T. Chuck, who's mocking Erickson on Twitter. I love it. And uh, Longoria, who doesn't have a Twitter account. I do not. Johnny Kilbasa with a fastered review uh, in just a couple of minutes on this National Burger Day. We're discussing the dying arts of cursive and spelling. The Spelling Bee Championship was today. Two unpronounceable names, co-champions, 16 years in a row. I believe that it's an Indian couple. Uh, Indian couple, <laughs> an Indian kid <laughs> has won it. They they dominate that sport like no other ethnic group dominates anything else. Yeah, I would say that. I guess so. They dominate that sport like white guys dominated golf in the sixties. <laughs> I mean, it's not even close. Or Jewish guys dominated boxing in the twenties. We had a we had a nice Jews nugget. We had a nice glory run of, uh, yeah. of boxing supremacy in the 20s. Yeah. And then we got jobs. Yeah. <laughs> Something like that. Is there is there another ethnic? Ping pong. Chinese and ping, ping pong. Oh, man. They crushed that. Yeah. Badminton, too, I think. Yeah. I don't know. I don't watch a lot of badminton. <laughs> <laughs> Luckily. Canadians and curling. Yes. Um, who's the who are the best cricket players? They're Indian, right? I don't I don't know. I think cricket's a bit big in India. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. All right. I don't know. Yeah, I'm, right. <laughs> I'm going to stop now before I weird piss off every ethnic group listening. Yeah, I'll just stop while you're here. 404-872-0750-1800 WSB Talk. Jamal's in Decatur. Jamal, you're on the Mark Aram show. Hey, how are you tonight? What's going on, buddy? Uh, not much. I just wanted to go ahead and touch on that uh subject about the cursive handwriting. Mhm. Uh, now, I'm 21 years old, and uh, I started writing cursive uh, in kindergarten, and it was mandatory. Really? Yep. Have they stopped since, though? Uh, I'm not too sure. Uh, I definitely know. I don't need, uh, personally use it anymore. I probably stopped around uh, third or fourth grade after that. And then, uh, like I said, I'm I'm fairly fresh out of high school, so uh, but I've been using it, you know, 
well, we was mandatory back in kindergarten. So now, um, do you use it every day? No, uh, now I only use it for my signature. And uh, actually, what happened was uh, around like my high school uh, times, uh, like early high school, freshman, sophomore. My my handwriting turned into cursive, uh, mixed with uh, I guess you can say regular handwriting, just like you know regular print. Mm-hmm. So it just became like a combination of both, and then I just finally crossed over to just writing regular. Nice. All right. So you yeah. think it it should still be taught and still be learned? Yeah, I think it's still being taught. Uh, as far as you know, you know, as it's still being used. No. Yeah, I I can't honestly. Aside from citing my name. Which apparently the signature doesn't even matter at the grocery store, <laughs> and on you out. and on checks to my agent. Those are the only times I ever sign my name anymore, or use cursive in any way, shape. You or give form. a check to your agent. Yeah, it's not just like he doesn't just take it out of your account or something. No, I have to write him a. It's a painful <laughs> check to really? write. That's the most painful check I write. Oh, I'm sure. He I'm does. Glad I don't have an agent. He does. He does work for me three weeks every three years, and yet I pay him every month. Hmm sucks and usually a hefty amount yeah it's not fun yeah it's not i can a, take over i'll do your i'll do that job will you do it yeah all right imagine longoria walking into a, 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 a contract <laughs> negotiation meeting all right he's intimidating I, that's all yeah. i'm saying until, I mind having until they have him write cursive and then they're gonna be like <laughs> yeah they're right, like oh we got this guy yeah. <laughs> tim's in cleveland tim you're on the mark aram show hey i just wanted to tell you i'm 52 years old uh I grew up in Ella J, Georgia, Gilmer County, little bitty high, little bitty school. First grade, all around the top of the wall, there was a a letter of the the block and a cursive all the way around. We started right off the bat. Right off the bat. When was this? But it, well. I'm 52. I can't remember what year. I have to do the math. I'm driving right now. Uh, we had the big tablets that had like three lines on the paper and the number two pencils, you know, the big fat pencils. I don't know if you ever had those. Oh, yeah. We started right off. I mean, my mama still got my report card that shows my progression through the first through fourth grade, how I could do the letters and cursive. I was That was always my worst grade was handwriting. Well... Up there, the school is so small, it's still there. They only had, like, four swings and one slide. That's the playground. <laughs> four, did you have rounded scissors, Tim, or did you get the sharp scissors? Uh, uh, scissors. I don't even know. What, uh, <laughs> he didn't even give him scissors. <laughs> He's like, what the hell is scissors? What are you talking about? I just ripped the paper in half. Did you, that was, I mean, you talk about embarrassment, like in first grade or kindergarten. And the teacher has to make the determination whether you can handle the sharp scissors or the round scissors. I didn't realize that. I never realized that. Jim Tripodi, and I apologize if you're listening, Jim, that dude had rounded scissors all the way through high school. (laughs) At no point did the teacher go, all right, this kid can handle the sharp scissors. (laughs) He had rounded scissors K through 12. Who still had scissors, though? I mean, seriously? But didn't they do that in your school where... Like, oh, if you had the rounded scissors, you get busted. Yeah, on. it oh, was yeah, like, yeah, oh, yeah, you're yeah, a you moron. Yeah, huh. You can't even handle the sharp scissors. Yeah. <laughs> Poor Jim Tripodi. 404-872-0750-1800-WSB-TALK. 
And now, on the Mark Aram Show, it's time for the Fast Food Review. Joining us live on the Greasy Salty Hotline from Parts Unknown Height, Unknown Weight, we do not want to know. Johnny Kilbasa and the ever-so-popular Fast Food Review. How you doing, Jonathan? I'm doing great, Mark Aram. I'm wrapping bacon, and I'm here for the taking. I'm always subversive, and I'm writing in cursive just for you. <laughs> always subversive and writing in cursive. I love it. If you're going to get a pen out of your lunchbox or a pencil, you might as well write in cursive. It's twice as easy than writing not cursive, as far as I'm concerned. Amen, brother. Happy National Burger Day, America. It's a good day, Johnny. It's a good day to be a burger eater. That's for sure. As you know, I spent the day uh, going around to local elementary schools, giving talks about the importance of cooking meat to proper internal temperatures and also doing a little... uh, homemade cheese-making uh, clinics for anybody who wanted to listen. Have you? Are you an expert at that yet? Yeah. I've been making cheese in my house uh, ever since growing <laughs> up on the dairy farm. <laughs> squeezing the uh, the udders. That's a, that's a, right. that's a dying uh, art right there, udder squeezing. Right, and pasteurization is overrated. Don't let them tell you any different. Unpasteurized, the way to go. Yeah. Yes, indeed. So listen, speaking of National Burger Day, mm-hmm. I know everybody was talking about this all over the place, but our old buddy Hardys always know when to take advantage of a proper holiday. Okay. And to celebrate this, they made one of the best burgers ever, the Most American Thick Burger. And it is, I know they've been taking playbooks out of Johnny Kilbasa's, I'm sorry, pages out of Johnny Kilbasa's playbook for years, but this is definitely something that I've been doing for 25, 30, 45 years. Yeah. Now, so bun to bun, it's, it's just a thick burger. You can get the third pound. You can get the quarter pound. You can get the half pound. But they're they're throwing on a split hot dog, and they're throwing on a pile of potato chips, too. What? Along with anything else you could possibly want on a thick burger. Shut the front door. Yeah, that's making the most American. It's just like you are at a picnic with Johnny Kilbasa, and he's making a burger for you. If I go to a barbecue... I'm going to get a hamburger. I'm going to split a hot dog and put it on top of it. I'm going to get you cheese. I'm going to get you bacon. I'm going to get you lettuce. I'm going to get you mayonnaise. And then I'm going to put a handful of, I'm going to crush up a handful of potato chips and put that on there, too. And that's what is in this Most American Thick Burger. Smoked. All right. Let's, uh, can we bring in Mark Aylwine from the WSB CNN 24-hour news center? Uh, Mr. Sure. Mr. Aylwine? What, what is that? Oh, cool. There we go. I fixed it now. Jeez, Louise. Were you <laughs> picking the banjo over there? What the hell was that? <laughs> that was cool. Aliens invading the newsroom. So listen, you brought a burger um, into the traffic center this morning at 4 a.m. Was that a Hardee's burger? Yes, it was. It was a monster thick burger. Monster thick burger, which is different than what you're talking about, Johnny. That's the All-America Thick Burger, Mark. <laughs> the All-America. <laughs> what was on your Monster Thick Burger there, Al Winnie? Mine had uh, two pieces of meat. It was two-thirds pound of, uh, of uh, premium ground beef. And four slices of bacon, uh, two uh, two pieces of cheese, and I had mayonnaise and mustard on it. What do you think about that, Il, uh Kielbasa? Well, I think that is the breakfast of champions. <laughs> <laughs> now, now that's you should. Sure. That's why Mark is number one in the news. <laughs> now, should Mark go to uh, Hardee's and get the burger you suggested? Well, yeah. I mean, it's going to be tough to beat what he's doing already. But yeah, no, I like I like the. Uh, dichotomy or trichotomy, if you will, of the potato chips and the hot dog on the burger. 
So are you, are you up for that challenge, Alewine? Yeah, absolutely. That reminds me of uh, there's a burger at Checkers where they put French fries on a double cheeseburger. It's like a, a meal in um, a meal in a hand. A meal in the hand is worth two <laughs> in the Alewine. <laughs> All right, Alewine, get back to the news, buddy. All right. All right. Double dipping with Alewine tonight on the. Uh, yeah, he was very proud of that burger this morning, Johnny. He came in like a proud papa. He should. <laughs> that sounds great. Yeah. And I said, is it all right to heat up in the microwave? He's like, oh, sure. Ugh. No problem. I just don't like the mustard on the burger. You don't have to have mustard on the burger if you don't want it. I know, but everyone's like, oh, I got mustard on him. Eh, I don't want the mustard on the burger. Mustards are for hot dogs. For people. I got a pro tip for everybody. Go if ahead. If you're going to reheat a burger, take the buns off. Because you... you you leave the buns off because if you're going to put a burger in the microwave, the buns are going to get too hot. But if you just heat the meat up, they get so hot when you put the buns back on it, the heat will radiate through the buns and it'll heat everything up perfectly. Really? I want heat to radiate through my buns, Johnny K. <laughs> Convection. Convection, indeed. All right, Johnny, we appreciate you as always. And? It's the cholesterol is high, baby. So am I. Follow me on Twitter, Johnny Kilbasa. At Johnny Kilbasa. Have a great night, bruh. Happy National Burger Day, bro! <laughs> My buddy, Johnny K. Todd's up next on the Mark Aram Show. Hello, Todd. Hey, uh, I was just going to say on the uh, cursive thing, I don't know that being able to read it is a bad skill, but being able to write it is about as useful as uh, being able to make a buggy with. I mean, <laughs> most people can type faster than they can write anyways anymore as prevalent as computers are. True. I mean, I know I can type more words a minute than I can handwrite in block letter or cursive either one. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. I think I think all of us can. Do you, do you type normal? Uh, I'm asking the wrong guy, I guess. Yeah, probably. What? Chuck, do you know how to type like an adult? <laughs> like the A, what is it? A, S, D, F, J, K, Oh, I know how to do that. What? what do you mean, type like an adult? Like, like put your fingers on oh, the course. keyboard. And what other way to type is there? Like, I type hunt and peck. Yeah, he pecks. But Are I you do serious? it. But I don't have to look at the keyboard. Like, I've got a preternatural way. So you don't put your five, your four. No. I know how to do that. Why didn't you ask me? <laughs> I did ask you. And you yeah, I, 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 I have to watch you. I don't understand. Because, I like, if you watch Alewine try and type. Oh, yeah. Alewine <laughs> pecks. He's two inches above the keyboard. I understand. With index fingers. Is that what you're talking about? Or you just don't have, you do the same thing but don't have to look? Correct. Right, right. Why didn't you ever learn how to type like a normal person? It, I just didn't like it. And you know why the keyboard is, is done like this? This is actually the the most difficult formation of letters possible for us to type on. The way the, the modern keyboard is right now. It's always been like that. Yeah. Do you know why, though? No. Because if it was... Uh, I if feel it was like set up easier, no, this is a true story. Okay. If the keyboard was set up easier, keyboard uh, typewriters used to get jammed because people would type too fast. Right. So they made the keyboard the most difficult placement of letters possible so to people's... slow people down from typing. I could see that. I used to jam up typewriters yeah. when I learned how to type. So this, the the way the keyboard's set up is not for ease of use. It's for difficulty. It's try. This is the this is the most difficult layout a keyboard well, can be. There are be. a couple of combinations where I remember when you're learning to type and you're yeah. like, "Are you serious? I can't even." Exactly. Bend. I'm not doing yoga with my fingers. <laughs> exactly. So eventually, we're gonna have a keyboard that's that can be easier to, to type on. Do you know how screwed up I'll be if they change the configuration? I know. That's They'll the thing, though. No that. one wants to do it. Because, no. That's but like it'll going, be so much easier. kilometers for miles. No one wants to do it. <laughs>
All right, Joe, Bill, Jeremy, uh, hang tight. We'll get to your calls next. I still got a prize pack to give away. This is The Mark Aram Show. Mark Aram on 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. All right, welcome back. Final segment of the show tomorrow. I don't know what we're going to do tomorrow. It'll be fun. It'll be interesting. It'll be entertaining. At least we'll try. Daddy since 2013. Longoria on the other side. Take a window. All right, uh, 15 seconds or less, please, so we can fit everyone on. Joe's up on the Mark Aram Show. Joe, what do you got? Well, this is my 80th birthday. I go back a bit. In the 1940s, the sisters in school did our penmanship, and it was uh, it was uh, graded all the way through uh, sixth grade, and I left them in sixth grade. But I'd like to ask a question. Go ahead. There was one style called Zaner Bozer. What's the other style? You're not allowed to say that on the air, Joe. The FCC doesn't <laughs> like you saying that. Hey, is, is, what is the other style? I don't know. I, I really don't know. Oh, all right. <laughs> hey, is, is today really your 80th birthday? Yes, sir. Would you like a pair of tickets to the Craft Beer Festival? Beer? Yes, sir. All right. Hang on the line. <laughs> Happy birthday, Joe, from all of us at the Mark Aram Show. Loti's going to get some info from you. You've won a pair of tickets to the Craft Beer Festival and 5K Road Race June 20th on Main Street in downtown Alpharetta. Congratulations and happy birthday. Bill's in commerce. Bill, what do you have? Well, what I have is on the cursive. I think if you know how to read and write cursive, I think it should be taught because then you can read block letter. And then also with the spelling, I think it's extremely important because you got words like how do you spell cent, C-E-N-T or S-C-E-N-T, tent, T-I-N-T, T-N-T. We have so many <laughs> words that have different meanings. Sure. And so if we don't, if we type something on a computer, it sees that it is spelled correctly. But used in the wrong way. But used yeah. in the wrong like way. Like you see that often with, with there, there, and there. That's the biggest one. Oh, that gets me all the or time. Or your and your people don't know what the yeah. hell's going on there. Joe's in Lithonia. Joe, what do you got? I got a girl that I gave a phone to on Sun, uh, Monday at a car dealership to talk to an insurance agent. Mm-hmm. And I said, here, give her the phone number of your fax machine. So she takes the phone and starts pushing buttons like she's on text. I says, no, it's a phone to talk to. So she says, yeah, I know. And she starts pushing buttons. I says, no, you talk to a phone. Another girl walks over, takes the phone. She says, I'll do it for her. Uh, that's amazing. You're worried about cursive writing? This girl can't talk. <laughs> that's, that's fantastic, Joe. Uh, Jeremy, what do you have? Hey, yeah, I uh, preach first to take Welks, buddy. Uh, long-time listener. I spend a lot of time on the roads late at night. I want to tell you guys are very, very entertaining. <laughs> but back to the conversation earlier, uh, somebody that uses cursive in their day-to-day work is a calligrapher. My aunt is a professional calligrapher. She does, like, wedding invitations. and so, a, wait, here's, so here are the three professions that still use cursive. Calligrapher, tattoo artist, Cake decorator. Those are the three that use uh, cursive. All right, we have time for start of the show? You better believe it, we do. And now, are you guys ready for the Mark Aram star of the show? I'm going to go Aylwine. We used Aylwine twice tonight. Yeah, he did. Yeah. And that last time he was like, oh, let me know when they're coming to me because I'm kind of busy. And he still, you know. He played the banjo for like 20 seconds. And then, uh, all right, so Mark Mark Aylwine, mark it down, Chuck is the uh, Mark Aram star of the show. Paul in Gainesville. Paul, real quick, finish this up, buddy. 
Yeah, there's a sentence, uh, there are too many twos in the English language. Think about that one. And also, printing a signature, how can you have a legal signature? And also, if you don't use cursive, how can you prevent forgery? Everything's electronics now. Digital fingerprint. That's what it's going to be. I don't know. I'm not here to solve problems, Paul. I'm just here to bring <laughs> problems up. That's my goal. All right, we'll continue this conversation on Twitter, at Mark Arum, M-A-R-K-A-R-U-M. Facebook, Mark Arum, WSB. Instagram, Mark Arum. Uh, tomorrow on the show, I don't know what we're going to have, but it will be fun. In the meantime, go to sleep, little baby. She's long gone with the red shoes on, gonna need another loving baby. Don't you weep, pretty baby. Don't you weep, pretty baby. You and me and the devil makes three, don't need no. Guests of the Mark Aram Show stay at the All Sweet Omni Hotel, located in the heart of Chicago's Magnificent Mile.